Hi there, my name is Allie Morgan, and I'm a tea-obsessed, dad-joke-telling, artist and encourager on a mission to help women live more creative and intentional lives. My philosophy is pretty simple. I believe that when we seek out the things that truly inspire us, we can't help but be nourished in amazing ways. And when we share our passion and our stories with the world, we help inspire the next woman to do the same. And that, my friend, is the heart and soul of Seek and Be. To seek inspiration and be inspiration. I'll grab my tea, you grab your favorite beverage. Let's get cozy and have some heartfelt conversations. Welcome to the Seek and Be podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Hey friends, I hope you're having a great day so far. I am so excited to have you here today. (laughs) I'm in the studio sipping on some of my homemade sun tea, which you know how much I love that. And I am just on cloud nine from my amazing conversation today with Flo Williams. You might know her online as The Blended Beauty. And today we are talking about all things cruelty-free and clean beauty, um, as well as sustainable fashion. And I learned so much from our time together. And I hope our conversation today gives you a little inspiration for creating a beauty routine in a closet that's more thoughtful and intentional. Now, in our time together, Flo mentions a ton of resources, which is amazing. So I'll make sure to put those together for you in the show notes. Okay, one more sip of tea, and then we'll dive in. Hey, Flo, how's it going? I am doing so well. How are you, Allie? I am doing fantastic. I am so excited to have you here today. I love being here. Like I said, like this is this is so exciting. I can't believe I'm a guest on your podcast. I feel so special. You are special. Okay, and for everyone listening, this woman does a million different things, but what she's super passionate about is cruelty-free and clean beauty and sustainable fashion. And I would just love for you to introduce yourself, give us a little information about yourself and what has led you to kind of this passion pursuing those things. Awesome. Yeah. So I am Flo. Um, they call me the blended beauty online. I've, I've had that name for forever. And um, the reason why a reason behind that name is because I am biracial. I am half a and I think that my identity online has always been associated with that because for a long time I actually never really embraced that I was always very insecure about who I was and you know what that meant to me and as I've grown over the years I've I've developed just a huge passion for both of my cultures and representing them both to the fullest and that's why my name is the blended beauty um but in college when I was attending college um I went to a university called Valdosta State University. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of my fellow like college like 
male and female would come up to me and they were like, okay, we need a class on how you get your hair like this. And um, so much so that one, me and one of my friends actually started a club at the school. No way. And, um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. To just kind of teach, you know, men and women how to take care of their natural hair and, you know, what products you use and how to really get your hair definition, hair health. And um, it blossomed from there. And I, I did it um, during college. I didn't have Instagram. But then after college, I was like, you know what? I want to actually take this somewhere else and kind of help people globally, like all over. So that's when I started my Instagram page and um, did a whole bunch of things with hair and skincare um, and in general. And it, and it kind of blossomed from there, honestly. Um, I started out doing like K-beauty, like a lot of uh, Korean beauty, like tons of sheet masks. And um, I just started doing a lot of research about like the just insane amount of waste that costs. And, you know, those one use products aren't really a good thing. And um, I went down a rabbit hole and discovered now it's funny, the, the brand that I'm actually talking about is called the leaping bunny and um, got really involved in that and really understanding what animals rights are and um, how cruel, I guess, cruelty and animal testing is so unnecessary in this day and age. And I wanted to practice what I preached. And two years ago, I actually stopped using any uh, products that are associated with animal testing and um, just furthered my knowledge and wanted to share that with the world. So it's it's blossomed and it's developed. And um, I think that it's, it's so cool to meet other people that are like me who want to spread that message. And um, I think also being natural as well it kind of made me kind of basically kind of look at different things in my life and things that I can improve um because that was such a huge part and process of my life of um going natural and just for the, the viewers who don't know what that mean I basically I had a relaxer which is something that makes your hair straight and if you have curly hair um it was just a huge part of my life that I needed to change I needed to kind of structure um, and from there, yeah, from there on, it, it just became something that was super beautiful. And that's where my page is today. I, I um, have successfully met so many people, met brands. And like you said, I, I wear many hats. I'm very passionate about teaching women and just people in general how they can elevate their influence and make money from that. So that's, a, that's another venture that I'm, I'm in as well. And it's super exciting. And um, I actually just went full-time two weeks ago. So oh <laughs> I don't have my full-time job anymore. <laughs> I don't have my full-time job anymore. That's Thank fantastic. you. Thank Thanks. you so much. I'm I'm super excited. I think that this is something that I've always wanted to pursue and, and really dip both of my feet in the water and, and figure out, like, how I can do this and, and sustain it. So it, I'm, I'm very excited. Well, I just <laughs> love how this – it sounds like it unfolded – very organically but at the same time yes. it allowed you to go through kind of your own growth process like figuring out yeah. what you wanted to use for your own body and it, it sounds like it was kind of this perfect parallel journey of the products and also what you wanted for yourself but did you have any inkling like is what you're doing now what you always wanted to do growing up Actually, absolutely not. Um, when I when I first um, kind of discovered, like, okay, what do I want to do? I, I wanted to be a marine biologist. This is when I was very young. 
but I, I figured out that I don't know how to swim oh. <laughs> and I'm scared of sharks. And I was like, okay, maybe not, maybe something else in health. And, um, in high school, I actually got a dual diploma to be a nurse. So I went, I had college courses as well. Um, and had my dual diploma in high school for being a nurse and I wanted to pursue that. But then, you know, that, that microbiology and chemistry three just it took me out. <laughs> I was like, um, never mind. So, um, actually, <laughs> I stopped pursuing nursing, and then I, I went in to um, pursue other things within college that kind of helped me out. So, I actually minored in psychology, and that kind of it helped me kind of figure out like who people are and what other things that I wanted to be involved in. So, nothing really creative. It's very funny, um, but I guess the catalyst of it was I moved up here in Atlanta from Valdosta five years ago. And I was missing my friends. I was really, I, I didn't have anybody here. And I felt like being online and kind of catering to those people and still connecting with them was something that helped me, but then transformed into me helping other people and just kind of finding my voice there. I love when a long yeah, journey. <laughs> I love when, it, when there's something that transpires or there's a transition in life and it leads to kind of a beautiful unfolding that you're not expecting like it's totally unknown it's a surprise but it sounds like that just led to a beautiful thing and now you're on this path and you're doing so many things it's amazing yeah it's it's a lot and I I have to always like humble myself because I know a lot of people aren't in this position and that's why I think that I always want to pour into other people and help them out because I think that just because you know something, you don't need to hide it. You need to kind of express it. And I feel like blessings come tenfold when you do that. Oh, I absolutely love that. I 100% agree. And I think that that fits in so beautifully from, I mean, I just found you going through an Instagram black rabbit hole of goodness. Oh, that's so good. I love that. It's like you find people and then you can see what they're passionate about because, you know, I saw in your bio and I was looking through your posts and I loved in your bio that it said sustainable-ish. And I was like, yes, that girl gets it where it's like, we're trying to do all the right things. We know what the right thing is to do, but it just isn't always realistic. And I just feel like you have such a real human approach to um, just really enjoying and celebrating cleaner beauty products and sustainable fashion. And I'm wondering if there was like one particular thing that led you down that rabbit hole, no pun intended, um, um, you know, pursuing more clean beauty. Was there one thing that kind of set that off or did you just kind of get to a place in life where you were curious about it or how did that unfold? I think, honestly, I think it was because of the fact that I was trying so many things and I have, I have, I suffer from hormonal acne too. So that was something that really, I mean, I still struggle with it. I'm saying I I don't suffer. I suffer all every day, but um, I found out that more natural products actually worked more for me um, in the beginning. And I was like, okay, like I want to kind of delve deeper into this, figure out what these ingredients are. I am a huge like skincare ingredient nerd. You, t- you say an ingredient, I'm going to know something about it. <laughs> um, it's, it's crazy. And um, 
I think that that's what started it. I just kind of got curious and just being in that beauty space, um, you're inundated with it all the time just to kind of figure out like what works for you. So I was my own like test dummy basically of trying these different things and seeing and, and um, I guess reading too and just understanding like how certain things can be and how they can affect your body. Um, and actually a turning point now I'm thinking about it was I have severe eczema too. And um, I, when I first moved here in Atlanta, I actually had a, a really bad breakout, um, you know, from moving, stress, being in a new environment, getting a new job, it kind of exploded and it, and it showed on the surface of my skin. And um, someone, I can't remember who it was, but they were telling me about sea buckthorn. And it is, it is huge. It has a, a, a wealth of omega-7s, omega-8s, which is really good for your skin and really um, helps like lubricate it. And um, it is associated with ceramides and different occlusives. And I started taking those internally and externally. So I put it on my skin and I was like amazed after like one month that my skin got better. It was less rashy, less oozy. And it, it kind of, again, just opened my eyes to what else can help me with that. So I feel like that was actually the turning point. And it just, again, turned everything else. So not only my my eczema, but my acne um, and the way that I looked at the skincare industry um, because it's completely different. There's so many things and so many different products that are filled with additives and filled with ingredients that really don't like have a purpose. So um, I just really got interested in how I could not necessarily minimalize it, but to see things that work effectively, um, that don't have to be filled with certain certain uh, ingredients that aren't serving its purpose or aren't necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm wondering, because it sounds like you like did your own research and learned about all these products and all these things. What surprised you most learning more about traditional makeup? I think that with traditional makeup, um, for me, it was really scary because all these, a lot of these ingredients, they're again, they just don't serve a purpose. There's, there's not a need for it. Um, and I was watching a documentary about a grid, an ingredient that's clean, but it just is not sustainable. It's not ethical is mica. And it's in a lot of our um, mineral powders our compacts and things of that nature. And it's really sad because when you, when you look into that, um, a lot of kids are actually employed. So these are kids that are, should not be even in fields or in anything. They should be enjoying their life. They're actually mining in fields, getting cut up, getting burnt for us, for makeup. Like when you think of stuff like that, it's really scary. And it's, it's, it kind of opened your eyes into like, what am I using? What's the purpose? And who's, who's making my things? Oh my God. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it can get really bad. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I, I was in like a place where I was like, you know what, I'm, and, and currently too, I actually still don't even use foundation. Um, I use concealers. I kind of, I do spot treatments because for me, it's more about my skin as opposed to covering it up and, and kind of, I mean, you can still have like a beautiful beat face, but not have it cover up your skin. I want my, if I'm going to wear makeup, I want my makeup to look like skin and not just a whole bunch of caked up stuff. Exactly. On it. Yeah. And so that that really just opened my eyes and I, I maybe after this I'll tell you what the um, actual link is and you can give it to people but yeah mining mica and using like silicone things of that nature in your 
in your foundations and in certain eyeshadows and things like that, um, I am against completely. Oh my gosh. So not only were you discovering these things for your own skin and your own health, but then you kind of uncovered, you know, kind of the dark side of the beauty industry, which let's be honest, is a bunch of filler products that have no, no real use. And then also some of the practices are just you know, horrendous when we think about it and, and makeup and beauty products are marketed to us on the regular. Like we get bombarded with messages of, especially women, of course, you know, you know, your skin has to look a certain way. You need this makeup or else basically you're a a horrible looking gargoyle. (laughs) (laughs) We get these messages and we think, oh, this is the thing that I'm supposed to do, but we don't always take into account, one, what are we actually putting on or in our body? And two, who is affected because of those practices? Um, Yeah, it's just fascinating to learn. And I'll I'll definitely get more information from you that we can share with listeners, because I think it's so important for us to be just aware, first of all, that um, you know, there can be products in, or, you know, even ingredients in the products that we use that aren't healthy or are just there to essentially take up space, let alone not really knowing the whole process behind the products that we're using. And I love that you've, you've like dove in head first right into that. And like, how long has that process been for you? Oh, this has definitely been ongoing. Um, probably I, I started getting really serious about it maybe like four years ago. Um, starting off with, again, just kind of diving into the more like natural green space. And then I transitioned into just being completely cruelty free. And if you really want to get into that, um, a lot of these companies. So when you when you look at the, the beauty industry, there's those big names like uh, Clorox or PNG or Unilever or L'Oreal. Um, those are all parent companies that have tons of smaller brands within them. And to get as big as they are, they um, have to grow and they have to be in everywhere. So a main place that they're in to really get that growth is China. And what I figured out and what a lot of people don't understand is in China, they are required for you to have animal testing before they even sell their products. So when I found that out, I was like, wow, okay, let me figure out what these brands are. And then you find out that pretty much every brand in these big box stores are, um, you know, selling in China. And I found it like very difficult. I was like, okay, uh, can I use anything? And then I started looking at more, um, you know, local brands because to be honest, they are not able to afford animal testing. And that's just not something that they're even thinking about. And I found um, green beauty and indie beauty brands that just don't believe in that practice at all. Um, and I dove into, um, again, like different resources, mainly Leaping Buddy, because with the companies that are Leaping Buddy certified, they have to set a commitment every year and recertify to continue their approach to be cruelty free. And um, it, it again, it's just so eye-opening and so uh, scary, but again, unnecessary to be hurting animals, rabbits, mice, certain dogs, like um, cats. It's, it's horrible. Oh my gosh. It's just a whole different world that we don't even think about. And, and I do understand people, we definitely have the, the want 
to use cleaner beauty products. And sometimes that's just because we want to be more friendly to the environment or we become aware of, oh, you know, our skin really does absorb all of this and then these products are running through our body. So I want to be a little more intentional about what I'm actually putting on or in my body. But I know that people can get overwhelmed when they want to make the switch. And I'm wondering how you started that process when you started to go more cruelty-free beauty. What was that process like for you? And do you have do you maybe have some tips for people that are wanting to make the switch? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, like I was stating in the beginning, um, single use products. So my sheet mask collection has completely dwindled down to like five. <laughs> um, and, I, and, I, and I use them very sparingly and I use them for like just special occasions, like kind of when I'm like super stressed out. Um, but because they're single use, you're throwing away something and you are, again, looking at these brands, especially in Korea, which I was really stunned about, uh, that they are not cruelty free because a lot of them are just selling to their neighbors in China. And, um, I started out there. That was my like, like step into that. And I love a resource. Again, Leaping Buddy is amazing. Um, I, I love visiting their website. They have an app you can use. If you're in store, you can type in a name and it'll let you know if that brand is cruelty free or not, which is amazing. And they, and they update it. I feel like a couple times a year, um, when they get certifications from different brands. Um, but I think with people who are starting out, it's, I think that if you can source locally, I think that's such a great way to, number one, not be, you know, be cruel to animals, but you're stimulating your economy as well by shopping local and not shopping in these big brand stores. And you don't know where your money is going. And I think that's a great way um, to start that. And I actually um, started out with a company, which unfortunately is not, um, you know, not run anymore due to COVID. Um, they, they're not in business anymore. Um, but a little mom and pop shop right next to a laundromat that I actually go to. I, I just kind of stumbled there waiting for my clothes to get washed. And um, she had different shea butters and just different hair products and um, skin products. And um, it kind of just opened my eyes to kind of doing things on a smaller scale. Like, um, like you'd mentioned before with being sustainable, you got to do things one at a time. You have to treat yourself with grace. You, you're not a, a superwoman, superman. And I think that all of us doing these small things all together can move this and push this in a forward moving positive position, as opposed to doing everything cold turkey and not really giving yourself any room to breathe and understand that this is a process. Flo, you just, (laughs) (laughs) I think that is so important because I mean, really what you're talking about is something that is not only taking care of your own personal health in a better way, but you're supporting someone who is, you know, that has healthier practices. They're aware of the environment and their impact on it. And you're also giving money to your local community. I mean, this is just a win-win-win across the board. And I love that that is something that you have discovered throughout this journey as a way to not only nourish your own health, you know, but you're looking out for your neighbors and your community and you're supporting, you know, mom and sh- mom and pop brands. Um, it's just, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. That is fantastic. I, I love it. And I, and I, I don't, I don't know. I think there's just more of a humanistic standpoint to it too. 
um, I just feel like, okay, when I order something from these areas or go and walk into that store, like I know there's love poured into it. Not to say like these big brands don't have that, but I just feel like there's more of a just one-on-one connection, like handwritten notes and just seeing their intentions and, and really feeling the love that they, they pour into their brand. So I, that's the part that I really oh, like. I just love that. And, and now I wonder, so what are some of your personal favorite products and not even necessarily the brands, but what are the type of products that you really like to use and incorporate into your beauty routine? Ooh, okay. So I am in love with mist, especially now that it's kind of hot. I, I love hydrosols or mist for your face just to kind of put a little bit more moisture, excuse me, into your, your face or into your routine. Um, a lot of them have like these really great, um, one of them that I have, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's a rose hydrosol. And I'm a rose fiend. I love anything that smells like rose. And um, I think rose water is so good for you because it's hydrating. And um, I, I never miss my my toner in my in my skincare routine <laughs> um, because it does balance out your skin. It balances out um, the pH of your skin whenever you're done with cleansing. If you aren't using a pH friendly or pH balanced cleanser, and it just it just gives your skin like a little bit of of um for your next steps. Um, and I, I'm huge. I love, love, love body oils. I'm not really a fan of like body lotions. I don't know if it's just because it feels luxurious putting it on. (laughs) That is a good selling point. Yes. Yes. I I love body oils and I I probably have like five or six of them. You can never have too many, right? You can't have enough. I don't think you can. I think (laughs) so. Um, but, um, yeah, those two or, um, the number one thing for me too, because I'm, I will be 29 this year. Um, everybody needs an SPF in their routine, everybody. Um, and it's super important because it is going to, it's like the best anti-ager, honestly, it's going to protect you from the sun rays, from sun pollution, photo damage. And if you're not wearing it, even when you're inside because of the blue light that's around us now with our phones, with our laptops, our TVs, um, I think it is so important to have a a sunscreen. And, And right now I am, I have like two that I'm loving, well, actually three. I'm going to name them. <laughs> Absolutely. Go for it. Yes. There's my number one that I'm using right now in at home is the Tula Protect and Glow Sunscreen. It is so good. It's SPF 50. Um, and it has pineapple in it to kind of help even tone your skin. And it gives you like a little bit of a glow. Like even when you're home, if you're not wearing any makeup, it is a great way to still be protected, but still have like a little bit of glow to your skin. Another one that I like is called, uh, it's actually a Korean brand that is green and cruelty free. I'm really excited that I didn't have to give up K-Beauty all the way. (laughs) Um, And it is a brand called Perito. It's their green level Centella unscented sunscreen. Um, All the sunscreens that I'm mentioning are also really great for people of color, people who have melanin, deep, dark tones to them. Um, None of these leave a white cast that some sunscreens can give us and it makes us look a little ashy. These all are great because they don't leave a white cast at all. Um, And the benefits of Centella in the sunscreen is that it's, it's a really great soother. So I'm just always chronically red. 
And it's really great to kind of let my skin be soothed and this very soft and the redness is just eliminated right away, which is really cool. And then the last, the last one um, is a brand I actually just discovered not too long ago. It's called Sunray and it is a, another great one. It's more of like a oil base and I'll, and I guess I'm not really sure what exactly is in it but it's super soothing and it like melts into your skin and it's great and it's spf 50 so those are my like (laughs) go-to you can tell i love sunscreen well and i don't want anyone listening that's in portland i don't want you to think that this is just for people that are everywhere else we may have gloomy cloudy skies most of the year but we still need sunscreen so let's just put that little psa out <laughs> yes all day every day everybody needs absolutely. it absolutely <laughs> oh my gosh well i would love to know um what are some ways that you add like if you feel like your routine needs a little boost or you just personally need a little extra tlc what are some ways that you add a little boost to your beauty routine Oh, this is so fun. So not all the time. I'm, I'm, I love actually making DIY hair masks. It's um, one that. of the things that I, yes, I used to do it all the time in college because of, you know, budgets. Um, but <laughs> now I actually do it a little bit more often, um, especially if it's my hair is just super, super dry and I can't really do any, like I can't even detangle it. Um, a, a mask that I really love is mixing a little bit of honey. So honey, olive oil, and honey is a humectant. So it's going to draw the moisture into your hair and leave it very like soothing and nourishing. And then olive oil is just a great oil that is hydrating. It gives your hair like a very nice sheen. And then I mix all of that with a normal conditioner that I'm using. But the key is to heat it up a little bit and leave it in your hair for maybe like 30 minutes And I'll just walk around the house running errands or like, you know, just cleaning or reading or anything like that. And then when I take it out of my hair, my hair is like super soft. And again, like sometimes I just do that and don't even put styler in my hair just to kind of let it be free. Um, And it's so nice. It's, It's such a treat because I feel like when you do something good for yourself and you are putting all that love back into it, it, there's like instant results. I love it. Oh, I, I, I totally believe that as well. And I think in like now we're, we're all kind of paused, you know, COVID has kind of changed the landscape of what life looks like, but you know, it will be so easy for us to get back into the hustle mindset or the busyness or that sort of thing. And I think it's so important for us to remember to still take time, even something as simple as, like you said, a DIY hair mask, you know, it gives us a little time to recenter, refocus, do something really nice for ourselves. Doesn't break the bank. You know, we can do it at home and it's just a really great way to show yourself some, some love. I think that's super important. I completely, like completely agree. And even if it's not any, something like external, I think that to kind of wake up your senses and really like get in tune with yourself. I've been actually journaling too. Um, and because this time is so different and this is something that I feel like when I have kids, I'm going to have to tell my grandkids about because this is like a different time. Um, so many things are changing. So many things are, you know, things are uprising and to 
get your feelings out there and to to really like be intentional with what you're saying and what you're doing um, is so important. So I've been journaling a lot. And one thing also that I've been doing is doing breathing exercises. So breath work. Um, a lot of people, well, everybody, actually, it's, a, it's an unconscious thing. You, um, you breathe from your chest. And the things with breath work is that you're breathing with your belly and you're kind of working out those different like um, processes of breathing intentionally. And it has really transformed the way that I take time for myself and, and really, like you said, just get centered and make sure that you are completely being one with yourself. And I mean, what, what better thing to do to breathe, yeah. you know, you do that every day, but to, kind of, to, to get in a different form from that is it's, it's amazing. I actually started doing that um, two years ago, but I've been consistent with it since I've been home. And uh, if you haven't tried it, it's like another form of meditation. It's pretty cool. Well, and it's just another great way to take care of yourself. You know, it's a, it's a tiny, tiny thing that you can do. It doesn't take much time, but you are just taking a moment out of the busyness to focus on yourself and what part of what drew me so much to you and your work and what you share in the world is just this really, I feel like a holistic approach. I mean, you talk very openly and candidly. We all have body image struggles. We all, um, you know, worry about our appearance. And it's hard when you talk about the makeup industry or the beauty industry and it, it's so nice and shiny from the outside, but really we all have our own flaws, our insecurities, that sort of thing. And, and part of what I think you do so beautifully is incorporating, you know, even though you're passionate about beauty and beauty products and you, you know, do great YouTube videos on showing how to use products and, and what they do and what you like about them, you also are focusing on your own natural beauty, which I think we don't get enough of those messages where it's like, we don't need to be covering up. <laughs> you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. We don't need to be um, covering ourselves or, or thinking of things that we have as flaws. We just celebrate our own natural beauty and, and elevate that. And when we talk about clean beauty in conjunction with that, it's like we can feel good about what we're doing for ourselves and we can feel good about what we're doing, where we're putting our money as far as if we're buying local, um, if we're supporting companies that are, are against cruelty. It's like not only are we taking care of ourselves, we're creating a ripple effect to create change in other areas too absolutely I completely agree and it's it's something that again like it's every I feel like every year it's something that I see and it's it's developed in um in in any avenue really in in beauty and I think that um like we've mentioned before with just being sustainable um looking at that and all other views so not only in beauty um and using like I said focusing not on single use products, but trying to use things that are um, waterless, using things that have less packaging, um, because that is wasteful. Um, there's so many brands that I mean, all these, all these brands um, have some of the most beautiful packaging, but, um, you know, they're, 
they're just kind of putting all that money there. Why can't they focus on the products? There's so many like different avenues in this, um, whether it's again, like single use using um, bars, shampoo and conditioner. I found a brand that a, a bar conditioner that's game changing. That works for this hair. It's game changing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, it's actually a brand called um, fat in the moon. I've been using them for years and I was, I was really stumped. I was like, wow, this, this works. Um, and to have those alternatives to know that, okay, if I'm traveling um, in the future, cause you can't do that right now, but when we're traveling to know that, okay, I can bring this and it's not going to be an issue of taking, I can't bring something that is um, going to be functional when I go to like the airport or something. Um, all these things have to take into account, like being diverse in your um, practices in your business and, and bring other voices that are not, um, always mentioned over and over again and, and speaking up for black people and women of color and people who are indigenous, um, you don't get to see all of that in mainstream. And I think that in clean beauty and cruelty-free beauty, um, in indie beauty, these voices are being more amplified. And I, that's the place that I want to be. I want to see those changes everywhere. But I think that there are more... Um, implemented in those areas absolutely yeah I totally agree and I think that people that are more conscious about what they're consuming whether it's a physical product or media or that sort of thing we are the people that want to see changes made in those areas and when you talk about clean beauty or even sustainable fashion which of course I want to talk to you about that too you oh, know yes, all yes. of those things what we're doing is trying to make a greater change for something that is bigger than us. It isn't just about a product that we're using. We want to seek out the opportunities where we can make change with our, where we're putting our dollars, who we're supporting, where our money is going and whose voices are being heard. So it's just one small step in a much larger journey but I think as we bring more awareness and, you know, once we let people know, like, did you know that these things are in your beauty products? Like you're putting this into your body. The more people are aware, the more that they kind of wake up to that. And then they become passionate also about pursuing those same things. Completely agree. Yeah. And it's, and it's, like I said, it's, it's a, it's a ripple effect and it's something that is so cool. And I'm, I'm so glad that I am able to see these changes with my own eyes as opposed to just being there and showing up and they're there. Um, to see the the constant checking in and to see the people who are, you know, as creators, um, we have to hold people accountable and, and we have a voice and we can make these changes. And um, being a part of that and, and seeing those changes like with my own eyes is such an awesome thing. Oh, it's, it's an amazing time to be in. And I feel like you are you're kind of forging ahead in that area, not only in clean beauty, but also sustainable fashion. And I noticed a few weeks ago you posted, so maybe technically it was uh, in May, but you hadn't purchased any new clothing. And I'm wondering if you have purchased anything clothing wise this year, or if you've still been in that sustainable fashion mindset. I haven't. I have not. It's it's um it's crazy. It's amazing. I I feel really blessed and really uh, grateful that I consistently am looking in my closet and figuring out how I can revamp certain things, or I'm taking stuff from my my fiance's closet and just redoing stuff with his stuff because if he doesn't use it, I'm gonna use it. 
And um, it's pretty awesome. I think that it's important to kind of fall back in love with why you bought them. Uh, what what kind of held you to that place to where, okay, I, I know I bought this, but why? what can I do to make this even better? Um, and that's what I do to, when I'm looking at my closet. Um, and I think that it's important for everybody to kind of look at that. Um, I actually turn a lot of my my scarves my really really long scarves into halter tops because if I'm not going to use it for my hair I'm going to use it for like as a shirt and trying to even even with some of my skirts I use them as scarves in the winter time um I can get really creative (laughs) (laughs) um and but no no I have I'm still consistent I haven't bought anything yet and um maybe when the fall time comes around to maybe get some standout pieces um, or get some basics that are, you know, it's time to get, but right now, knocking on wood, nothing yet. Oh my gosh. I just love that. And I think, you know, sustainability, slow living, clean beauty, all of those things have become, or it's just more on people's radar. And I would love to know if you have any tips for people that are wanting to, um, be more sustainable with their wardrobe you know, or with their clothing in general, like maybe um, some ways that you have um, been more intentional about what comes into your closet, what do you do with things that come out of your closet, maybe just a few beginner steps that people can do if they're wanting to be more intentional. Oh my gosh, yeah. So um, I think that the number one thing people can do is is definitely do their research um, and stop fast fashion. So uh, fast fashion is when you think of brands like H&M, Shein, um, a lot of people are, are still um, patroning um, Fashion Nova, these brands that consistently put out new products each like season every couple weeks. Um, it's just going to end up in a landfill. They're very trendy. They're, they're not things that last. And I think that's something important for people to do is to find research and or do their research and really make sure that their understanding of where these these things come from. Um, what hit the switch for me is is watching a film on Netflix, and I think it's off of Netflix right now, but I think it's on Amazon. It's called The True Cost. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, um, but it opened my eyes into, again, how things are made and who is making my clothes. I'm, I'm consistently asking myself, who, who is making my clothes? Um, and I don't want to reveal anything, but I think everybody should watch that film. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that, you know, with resources, I, I love a brand or a company called The Good Trade. Um, they give really great resources and what you can do and uh, different swaps that you can make. Um, and for me, buying is like the least important. Number one is looking at what I have. What is in my closet that I can enjoy? Um, number two, I, I love, again, borrowing. I'm, I'm in my uh, my husband, fiance's closet all the time, figuring out what I can take from his style or from his wardrobe and to make it my own. I've made some of his shirts into dresses. I love <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's, it's definitely been a really fun, um, you know, creative thing that I do. And um, I also swap with some of my friends. If there's specific things like, ah, I know I need like a refresh. Let's do a swap. Let me figure out what you have and let's change. I do that a lot. Um, 
thrifting is one of my favorite pastimes when when it's time when the world opens up I will be at Salvation Army (laughs) (laughs) um I love Salvation Army and again thrifting um one thing that I learned because I was when I was in college I actually volunteered at a Salvation Army um a lot of the clothes in from the 70s to the 90s which is kind of like my style I love like hippie um very like whimsical like dresses I love dresses um like bell bottoms um really like cute prints those are my style and from the 70s to the 90s a lot of our textile is actually still in the U.S. um and and again those are things that are important when you're looking at um styles and fashions because if they're not outsourced to China it's always a better thing to kind of keep stuff in-house um but thrifting is always a great thing um you know again you can make your clothes or repurpose them but buying is always the last thing that I want to do um and for people who are trying to be sustainable if you're looking at a piece uh, a beautiful garment you want to ask yourself how many times can I really wear this um, there's a, a great thing that you can do as a 30 test. Do you see yourself wearing these things for 30, 30 times? If the answer is yes, go ahead and buy that. If you think that, ah, oh, it's just like a cute thing. I don't think that I can repurpose this or use it. Don't buy it. I love that. I think that that is something that I've, I've consistently done and it's saved me <laughs> so much money. And, and, you know, again, so much to the, to helping mother earth, to make sure that we aren't adding more things and adding more waste into our life. Oh my gosh. I wholeheartedly agree. And I think those are fabulous tips that anyone can start, you know, at any point, again, it's another thing that can maybe feel overwhelming or intimidating, but really you can start so small and simple. I think that that's a really realistic way to just start making small changes that will end up making a really big impact. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's so important. And um, you know what, if you are going to buy clothes um, it's, it's a great practice to figure out again, who is making my clothes? Um, do these companies pay their workers, their sewers, uh, a livable wage? Um, and that's something that they talk about in True Cost as well. When when you guys watch that film, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and just in figuring out like, are these fabrics sustainable? Can I can I use them? Are they um, the clothing brands that I'm buying from? Do they have short production cycles? So when I was talking about trendy brands, they have a product cycle that is so so vast um but with shorter smaller production styles it's just easier on our environment you're not being wasteful um and it's again it's something that on all levels you have to look for with the brands that you're you're buying from absolutely and i love how your passion for these things have kind of just come together in this really beautiful way and like i said at the beginning of the show this is just a small part of of what you do. So I definitely want to make sure before we, we wrap up to let everybody know where they can find you, because I want them to know about all the things that you do. Not only is it cruelty-free, uh, beauty-focused, not only is it sustainable fashion, but you are out there supporting influencers. You're teaching people how to work with brands. You're doing so many different things, and I want everybody to be able to to find you and see what you're doing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. So yeah. So I, I have a passion for beauty. I have a passion for fashion um, and just being more intentional, but a main thing that I do. And again, because I went full time, um, I love 
teaching and I love giving back to the community and showing them that they can do this too. Um, I don't have the biggest following. I have uh, 7,000 followers, but I have been um, elevating my following, elevating my brand because everybody is a brand. Everybody has influence. I have been doing that since 700 followers. I have been getting paid to talk about the things that I love. Like, I think that is so, I'm in such a fortunate position to be able to do that and to speak to my audience and to get recognition from these brands who want to work with me. Um, and I, I know that being a creator, but also being a person that sees the light in other people and wants to amplify that and to help them do that, being a coach, it, it, brings me joy. And I think that that's something that, again, turned the knob for me in making sure that I could do this full time. Um, I do consultations with creators who are not um, sure of where they want to go or having trouble with, um, you know, really connecting with their audience and making sure their presence sticks. And I also do one-on-one consultations on, on a long-term basis with creators if they are not really understanding how to get these this engagement with their audience or they want to be discovered by more brands, um, creating their voice and, and really making sure that they're coming through consistently and authentically. Um, that is a focus that I have. Those are, I have so many services, uh, again, mentors. I have a course that's actually coming up, an e-course with one of my friends um, that we're hopefully will be out by the end of the year. So um, definitely consulting and helping you guys out uh, whoever's a creator, if you are not sure where you're going or if you're, you want to be able to command presence and get paid for your worth, I am everywhere, whether that's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter is The Blended Beauty. And I'll be having a, and I'll be having a site soon. I'm, I'm working through some stuff with my domain, but I'll be having that soon too. <laughs> well, now I just have one more question. Is Yay! there anything you don't do? I don't cook (laughs) I knew there had to be something just one thing that's all I wanted (laughs) I can eat I mean I cook let me stop I just don't cook on a consistent basis it's it's not a passion of mine I rather eat it than to to I mean you are you are busy doing other things so that's totally understandable Oh, Flo, this has been such a joy, such a pleasure. I have learned so much. I hope everybody else has too. And I just want to thank you for your time today and for just being an incredible human. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Allie. This has seriously been so fun. And again, you have really just took beyond and I'm I'm so glad that you saw something in me and wanted to speak to me um, and to put me on your podcast. I am, I feel so grateful and I thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Well, you're going to be getting another request soon. So we will have plenty of chats in the future. (laughs) I'm, I'm ready for it. (laughs) Well, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Oh, friends, that was an absolute delight. I hope you're feeling extra motivated and inspired to clean up your beauty routine if you haven't already. And I know I, for one, will definitely be taking a good look at my closet and putting some of Flo's tips to good use. (laughs) A huge thank you today for Flo for her time and wisdom. 
I was so inspired hearing more of your story and the inspirations behind the changes that you've made in your own life and just the beautiful journey that has led you to helping others along the way. You are a radiant human, and it was such a pleasure getting to talk with you today. Now, I know we covered a wide range of topics today, and Flo was generous enough to share a ton of resources. So make sure to check out seeknb.com forward slash episode five for information on today's show like show notes, where to find Flo and all the incredible things she's doing, as well as a special resource I created inspired by our conversation today. Again, that's seekandbe.com forward slash episode and the number five. Now, you didn't think I could go a whole show without telling you a dad joke, did you? (laughs) You know what that means. It's time for Dad Joke of the Day. Hey, did you hear about the circus fire? It was intense. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something new or found a bit of inspiration. At the very least, I hope you had a little fun. For an extra dose of inspiration, make sure to check out seekandbe.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-D-B-E dot com. It's a very special place I've created just for you full of free resources and other beautiful things to help encourage you on your journey. If you're looking for connection, don't forget to check out the Seek and Be community on Instagram. It's a lovely and inspiring place. Find us on Instagram at Seek and Be. We'd love to have you. And don't forget, you can always get in touch by email at hello at seekandbe.com. Send me your favorite dad joke or share what's inspiring you these days or just pop in and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, friends, remember that I'm cheering you on and I'm sending you so much love. Now go out there into the world and seek inspiration and be inspiration. Thank you.